0: Now I'm incorporating that blue zone concept of yes. getting out there and walking. Okay, because they in the blue zones uh, they don't they don't drive to the corner store, which is a quarter mile away. They walk. Yeah. And similarly, when you know we you and I uh, try to do yoga at least once weekly, and our yoga studio is less than half a mile away. Also, so now you know we try to plan things so that we can walk, take that extra ten or fifteen minutes to walk to the yoga studio. Uh, So guess what? If you walk there, you have to walk back too. Uh, And so that's incorporating it on a daily basis, beginning to incorporate more uh, physical activity and movement.
1: This is the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast, and I'm your host, Maya Acosta. If you're willing to go with me, together we can discover how simple lifestyle choices can help improve our quality of life and increase our longevity in a good way. Let's get started. All right, friends, welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Maya Acosta, and this is another episode of Doctor Doctor in in the the House house with Dr. Rizwan Bukhari as the guest expert. Welcome, Dr. Riz.
0: Thank you very much. Excited to be back again.
1: (laughs) All right, we're going to start with an icebreaker. And this time, Dr. Riz, I have generated questions associated with the blue zones. So if you could live in a blue zone for a week. Which healthy habit would you be most excited to adopt and why?
0: Oh, okay. Well, uh, when you started that question, I thought you were going to ask me which blue zone I would like to live in.
1: Well, that might be fun to
0: answer too. Yeah. So I'll give you, I'll give you both answers. Okay. So, so actually I, and now I can, this is going to be a long answer, but I've been to Loma Linda because I actually interviewed there for my vascular fellowship Oh, and it was one of my top choices. It was actually my top two choices. This and is before
1: was, even knowing about lifestyle oh, medicine. Yeah. It's yeah, incredible. It's, cra-
0: it's crazy. But yeah, this was back in, I interviewed for my fellowship in 1995 to start in 96. And so, yeah, this was a long time ago. I didn't know about Blue Zones. I didn't know about lifestyle medicine. Uh, but I loved Loma Linda and uh so it's a little inland from uh the uh California southern southern California coast uh but i like the area and i really wanted to uh go there mm-hmm. so it was actually my it was one of my top 2 choices but anyway not la molinda okay so i'm ruling out la molinda now um and i would say uh okay we've got uh japan okinawa japan we've got ikaria greece uh we've got sardinia italy and we've got uh costa rica left I don't know how I'm going to make a choice, uh, but I think I'll go with Costa Rica. Okay. Yeah, I've never been to Costa Rica, and but I've never been to the other places either. So, but I would, I think Costa Rica is where I'd like to start. Okay, so that's what I would enjoy, uh, where I would enjoy living. Now, what habit?
1: Uh, yeah. On, on what? the uh, blue
0: zones. Um, so, you know, I think that uh, what appeals to me most, uh, having. A, grown up and, and currently living in Dallas with such a fast paced lifestyle and so much work to do and very little downtime. I think the blue zone habit that I'm looking for is kind of the uh, uh, the unwinding, the slowing down, uh, the which, you know, to me is more of a uh, the kind of the stress management and the mindfulness. So that's really what uh, appeals to me. And in fact, that's kind of what You know, in in general, when we talk about creating our own blue zone living, uh, that's one of the things I really enjoy about, uh, like, because, you know, and maybe some of our audience knows that I love to sail. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things I enjoy about when we get away to our sailing, it changes the entire speed of what we're doing and we're more in touch with nature and uh, it really feels very different. So that's kind of the, you know, I think, of course, all the things about the blue zone living appeal to me, but that's the one that comes to mind right away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that you said Costa Rica, because I've been trying to get you to go to Costa Rica for a long time. And we have places that we choose uh, first before Costa Rica. So you know that I've been to Costa Rica several times. And what I love about Costa Rica is that I really do downshift. I really downshift. And the p- meaning that I do let go, I relax. And it's not just because you feel like you're on vacation, but it's more that Something just causes you to relax significantly when you're there. And also that sense of community that people are very, very friendly. Um, And then so now that you bring up sailing, I thought it'd be interesting to share that I initially became interested in sailing from a trip to Costa Rica, where I did a sunset sail experience. And at the time, I didn't know much about sailing. So I remember the sails were up. But so was the engine. The engine was running. And so now we know as sailors, you either have one or the other. But if you have to have if you're if you have to have the engine on, that means you don't have enough wind for the for the wind to move the sail and to move you forward. So that was pretty, pretty funny. But that's where I realized that I wanted to sail.
0: Yeah, I think they were faking you out. They put the sails up to make it sound for, for the experience, yeah. right? But they were motoring along.
1: And then when I met you and we discovered that we both had this love for sailing, I remember at some point I said to you, oh, we could retire to Costa Rica, or at least I thought it in my head, we could retire to Costa Rica and have a sailboat there and run these sailing tours. Like in my mind, I was always thinking that I could do a, be a tour guide. And, um, I mean, that still is a possibility. You never know.
0: <laughs> okay, guys, we're All packing right. it up and retiring. Yeah. Next, next podcast will be from Costa Rica.
1: I know. Wouldn't that be fun? I can't wait. Okay, you can ask me a question now.
0: All right. Okay, so give me a second here to take a look. So, Maya, I'm going to ask you a question now. All right. So, which Blue Zone lifestyle habit do you think would be the biggest challenge for you to embrace? <sighs> How could you make it more fun or enjoyable?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. Just to remind everyone what the principles of the blue zones are, because I've already forgotten. Let me look at my list. I'm referencing the power nine to not only remind all of you, but to see which one, um, you say which one would be the most difficult, challenging?
0: The biggest challenge. Yeah. Which one would be the biggest challenge for you to embrace?
1: All right. So there we have move naturally, which I love. Purpose, downshift, 80% rule. We'll talk about that when we talk about food. plant, slant. Now they do promote drinking wine. I don't. Belong and Loved Ones First and The Right Tribe. All right. I know which one it was and it's very, which one it is. And it's very revealing. And I'm telling on myself, Loved Ones First would be the most difficult because I put so much on my plate. And when I talk about that, I'm talking about work. I put so much on my plate that I take away from quality time from the people that I love, including my dog. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm going to tell you what loved ones first means in terms of the nine, uh, the power nine principles of the blue zones. So, blue zone communities place great importance on family and prioritize spending time with loved ones multi-generational households and regular interactions with family members contribute to well-being and longevity. And in the previous episode, I was saying that I have not flown back to see my family since 2019. And yet we've flown to California for the couples workshop. I have flown to New York for the Vegan Women's Summit. And we've done some short trips here and there. But family is important to me. I just feel consumed by work a lot of times. Okay. But I am putting into, I I am prior working towards our relationship because I work on that with my coach every week. And we went to California for an intensive couples retreat. And I really found a lot of value in that. What would you have guessed would have been the most challenging? That?
0: Yeah, I think that makes pretty good. Although, you know, I mean, I think your answer could have been none of them. In, this, in the sense that they're all exciting to adopt it and you're looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. Oh, but that was not the question. I think the question was, which is the most challenging? Yeah. So it's, I'm excited for all of them and I always want to grow in everything. But I think the question was, what do I find the most challenging? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. In this quicker episode, we're going to talk to you about the importance of moving naturally in your environment. And for that, I'm going to first talk to you about what the blue zones say. So... Welcome to the second episode of the Blue Zones Lifestyle Series, and today we delve into the importance of physical activity and the concept of move naturally, inspired by the vibrant communities of the Blue Zones. We explore how incorporating natural movements and physical activity can promote longevity, vitality, and overall well-being. So an intrinsic approach to physical activity is moving naturally and the blue zones physical activity is not a chore or a regimen, like an exercise routine, like we're used to in this high and highly intensive lifestyle we have. It is an inherent part of everyday life. The residents engage in natural movements that seamlessly integrate into their daily chores Walking, gardening, tending to livestock, and other low-intensity activities keep them active and energized throughout the day.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a a very important point, and it's uh, uh, something that we can learn from them and those Blue Zones in how to incorporate more physical activity into our lifestyles.
1: Yes. I, I mean, as a matter of fact, I do move a lot at home in the sense that um, I work from home. I have the studio here. I work on my computer. But then I'm doing laundry. I'm mopping. I'm sweeping. I'm vacuuming. I'm washing the rug. So I am moving a lot. But I would like to be more deliberate in moving slower and more deliberate so that it also feels Zen-like for me.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And for me, uh, you know, I've I've learned my lessons from that. And uh, and I, I actually deliberately try to incorporate more physical activity into my day. And, and, and you know, I, I am an, uh, I do like the uh, physical activity of going for walks and power walks and, and things like that. And, and even maybe lifting weights, but that's not what we're talking about here. And, and so when I talk about incorporating more things, now I've started to examine the, what I do in my daily lifestyle. And, uh, uh, and, and I say, okay, what would they do? They, as in the blue zones do. And so for example, uh, you know, uh, when I, when I want to go to the gym, which our gym is not even half a mile from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't get in the car and drive to the gym. Now I walk to the gym. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm going for my physical, my, my exercise, but I'm in, now I'm incorporating that blue zone concept of yes. getting out there and walking. Okay. Because they, In the blue zones, uh, they don't they don't drive to the corner store, which is a quarter mile away. They walk. And similarly, when you know, we you and I uh, try to do yoga at least once weekly and our yoga studio is less than half a mile away also. So now, you know, we try to plan things so that we can walk, take that extra 10 or 15 minutes to walk to the yoga studio uh so guess what if you walk there you have to walk back too uh and so that's incorporating it, it, on a daily basis beginning to incorporate more uh physical activity and movement uh in a uh, you know in a uh kind of a fun way or you know kind yeah. of a and so similarly if you need to go to the the corner grocery store or the convenience store if you can walk uh, you know th- those are the things that i'm starting to think about uh and then i so I, but also you can incorporate movement into your Uh, lifestyle uh, on a daily basis in other ways. And I think Mm -hmm. that's just the same lessons from the Blue Zones. Gardening, um, housework is pretty significant. I remember when we were doing a walk with a doc challenge and we were doing these virtual challenges during the pandemic because we couldn't get out there and walk with everybody. And uh, when you started, they allowed you to uh, record different types of physical activity. Yeah. And one of those was housework. Yes. And so for 30 minutes of housework you got so much credit. Yeah. And uh you know so uh housework is 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 getting movement in. Gardening is getting movement yeah. in. Um painting the house is getting movement in. Uh yeah. you know doing chores. I uh, uh, but then you know in the blue zones it's just natural for them to do all of these things on, on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, I'll give you an example of natural movement uh and I told you about it one of my trips. I went to a retreat in Costa Rica. Um not long ago, probably I want to say in 2018 and I remember telling you that and I was in I was very close to one of the blue zones in Costa Rica. I was exploring the area around my hotel. When I ran into an elderly man, I can't tell you how old he was. I decided not to ask him.
0: Maybe he was 100.
1: He could have been. <laughs> Let's just say that I could tell he, this was a centenarian. He had walked 10 miles in search of his dog who likes to run away. And he was mingling along you know, with some of the uh, vendors in one particular little store there. And I happened to be walking... Oh, towards my my hotel, which was quite a distance because I love to get out and explore by foot. And so he started walking alongside me and he asked for permission if he could just walk with me as he was headed back home. So I said, "Okay." And the whole time I'm thinking, oh, my God, I wish I could take a photo. Oh, my God, I should ask him his age. This guy has got to be one of the Blue Zones people that we've been reading about and clear mind physically active like if you didn't see his face you would think and you only looked at his body you would think he was younger and he he said he had been walking 10 miles one way so that means he was going back home 10 more miles in search of his dog mm-hmm. didn't seem upset or bothered
0: maybe that's part of his daily activity is to lose his dog
1: <laughs> that's true I mean <laughs> and you know when you are in environments like Costa Rica you're gonna want to walk I know that uh, in many areas like I lived in San Diego when we met I was used to being outdoors. I love taking my bike and exploring my neighborhood because in some of these pocket communities, everything is there. You just can walk or bike. People know each other. You get outdoors, you mingle, you know, the owner of the corner store. It's just the way that some of these communities are designed to be more outdoorsy. And so I love the idea that you suggested we walk to the gym, that we walk to yoga, because it also allows for more conversation and more downshifting, just the natural movement rather than Hurry up, get in the car, get to the to the yoga studio and then hurry up. You know, this fast paced lifestyle that we live in.
0: Yeah. And I think that there's uh, you can look at this from a lot of different perspectives. And there's a lot of other things that you can do to break up the day and get naturally moving. Some people bike to, to work now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not an uncommon thing. And if especially if you're not far away or the weather's good, biking to work is one way to get it. If you can incorporate that or uh, new hobbies uh getting out and playing pickleball pickleball once a week we talked about pickleball. It's just fun to say pickleball. Uh-huh. Uh so, you know, getting out and playing pickleball or playing some tennis or, you know, other various activities. Um, you know, and you can do that, you know, that's another social activity as well. Um or and just, you know, think getting off the couch because mm-hmm. we're a we're a sedentary community or a sedentary the world these days. Um and and also, you know, getting out out getting outdoors uh, and even a leisurely walk and getting out in nature, it yeah. serves multiple purposes. I Absolutely. think there's a lot of different ways you can look at just being physically active and moving yes uh, and i you know quote getting off the couch
1: yes uh because you know i also learned that in lifestyle medicine some of the practitioners don't like to to use words like exercise or exercise as medicine because it might feel triggering to people who are not active it feels like it's a huge mountain that they have to climb
0: i think i'm going to start doing this is i'm going to start prescribing people to get a dog because you got to take that dog for a walk on uh, several times a day. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's enough. true. Our dog and gets us out. So, you don't have to call it an exercise, but he gets you some exercise. That
1: is true. Yeah. Dan Butner talked about how people on average who have a dog may get out and walk even more miles than people who do not have a dog. So, that's. Yeah.
0: And I think there's some data that people live longer when they have a pet.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. That's that whole thing. I need connection. to look that up. All right, let's talk about the benefits of natural movement. So the Blue Zone communities have unlocked the benefits of natural movement and the power it holds for our physical and mental health. And here are some reasons why incorporating natural movement is essential. So improved physical health, as we've been talking, regular physical activities help maintain a healthy weight, strengthen muscle and bones and support cardiovascular health. Engaging in natural movements provide a sustainable and enjoyable way to stay physically fit. Uh, there's also the mental health uh, well-being. So physical activity releases endorphins, boosting mood and reducing stress levels. The simplicity and connection to nature found in natural movements have an additional positive impact on mental well-being, fostering a sense of calm and contentment. So if you're watching the video, I'm showing you three books. I have lots and lots of books, but these three are related to the topic of forest bathing. And this comes from Japan. There's an entire studies done on forest bathing. But really, what it really means is spending time in nature. And so I'm actually thinking about doing an entire episode just on forest bathing. So The Secrets of Therapy of trees and this one's called just forest bathing. And this is the main researcher, Dr. King Lee. I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's forest bathing. And really it's a combination of getting outdoors, moving naturally in environments where you find trees like in parks and how, you know, the trees give off these essential oils that are great for our physical and mental health. That includes, um, Calming, in a sense, an overall sense of well-being. So that's just another benefit to getting out and moving naturally.
0: Yeah, and you. So you've mentioned multiple benefits of getting out and moving naturally, and I can't stress the importance of physical activity as we age. Mm. Okay, that's a really important thing. Uh, the as we as we age, we naturally lose muscle mass and bone density, uh, and so physical activity helps build our muscle mass, our lean muscle mass, and bone strength. So it's important to get out there and be physically active as we get older as well. That's
1: great. Yeah. That's all such a good reminder. And you know, Dr. Riz, I didn't even know that stuff until I started learning about lifestyle medicine. I always thought that, you know, osteoporosis was a thing that we were just destined to, to live with. And now I'm learning that it's really about exercising our muscles and our bones in a sense so that we can age gracefully.
0: Yeah, I think that speaks to so many things about our health, uh, that, you know, a healthy lifestyle from early on, uh, promotes healthier aging, uh, later on in life because all, a lot of these things are set up and started when we're younger and they just don't manifest themselves till we're older. Mm -hmm. So, uh, bones and muscles don't just suddenly become weak and gone when we're 65. Right. It's been, it's a lifetime of habits that lead to that. So that's why it's important to have a lifetime of good habits to, uh, ensure healthy, uh, longer living.
1: Yes. And then also, so those are the benefits to being physically active or moving naturally in your environment. I want to also toss in there that uh, there are also detriment, detrimental consequences to not moving. And Dr. Michael Greger, who wrote How Not to Die, talked about a sedentary lifestyle. And he said that, you know, how damaging it is for us to sit, sit for long periods of time. And most of us do that, whether we're sitting to watch TV or sitting at the computer to work, or just sitting for whatever reason, because many people have jobs that force them to sit. He said that sitting is like the new smoking.
0: Yeah. And we're sitting right now. <laughs> so it reminds me of uh, when I've, uh, when we've uh, uh, interviewed Dr. Greger, and then seeing his, you know, videos and other things, he's always, always, always walking on a treadmill. Uh, at a standing desk while he 's giving his interviews and doing his videos and other things, so maybe next time we 'll be coming to you uh, from this podcast while we 're walking on a treadmill.
1: <laughs> I have considered it i just can 't stand the the noise behind all of that, but he 's talking about like long periods of sitting, so if you 're sitting for an hour that 's fine. but if you do have to sit for five, six, seven, eight hours at work to get up every hour for ten minutes and do something, move around, go grab a cup of coffee, a glass of water. Uh, the other thing that I'm learning, and this is not about movement, but when you're flying, when you're in an aircraft, it's very important for you to get up at least once or twice. It's it has to do with the circulatory part of our health.
0: Yeah, uh, when you're flying, there is an increased risk of deep vein thrombosis—that's blood clots in your veins. So uh, I I often talk about getting up and moving around as much as possible. You're in these typed, uh, you're in these. You're in these tight, cramped spaces because as uh, airline seats and the space gets smaller and smaller. So it's important to uh, get some movement in. And also, even if you can't get out of your seat, uh, exercise your calves, move your legs, uh, uh, contract them and relax and uh, try to get that blood moving. And I did want to comment about, uh, you know, when we sit at work for multiple hours in front of the computer or whatever else we're doing, whether we're answering phones or making phone calls and uh It is important to get up and move around, and even if it's just for a few minutes, even if it's just for five minutes, because there is a cumulative effect of getting up and moving around. So you don't have to say, okay, well, gosh, I don't have 30 minutes right now to get up and move around, but uh, if you can just get up and move for five minutes and do that several times during the day, there is a, a cumulative benefit to doing that.
1: That's an excellent point. I have heard of people forming walking groups at work so that you can combine it with your lunch break. So if lunch takes you, you know, 20 to 30 minutes to eat your lunch, you can walk with your coworkers for the the second half of your lunch hour so that you can get some sunshine in and alleviate some of the stress of sitting and just, you know, the intensity of work.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's... I that happens at my hospital actually uh there's uh uh i've seen a doctor who does that regularly i'm very impressed and uh uh i've seen some other people and you know if you got half an hour to eat and it only takes you 15 well then you can get outside you get some nature you get out in the sunshine you get some physical activity you get outside of that uh uh sterile Uh, no window uh, environment. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of benefits to it. And and again, even 15 minutes is meaningful.
1: That's right. And so also if you work from home and that can look differently for everyone who works from home, I do, is uh, it's easier to move, I think, in your immediate environment when you're home. Rich just talked about having a furry family member, you know, a, a dog, for example. Well, my dog actually, he has me taking him out every two to three hours, uh, during my day. I'm doing laundry during the day. I'm cleaning, I'm cooking. I might get up to do something related to like the house calling me to do something. Sometimes what I do is after I need a a significant break, I run errands, which is always very refreshing to get out of the house to change that uh, mindset of work, work, work. Um, so there are many ways, but you know what? I would love to hear from all of you, how you incorporate natural movement into your life. You might be raking leaves. You might have a huge backyard and gardening. And if you're watching the YouTube video, you can leave us a message. I'd love to hear how you are being more active in your natural environment. Talking about hobbies, I just want to throw this out there. So you can take dance classes. I have a friend that does that with her husband once a week where they actually hire a personal instructor and they dance.
0: Yeah, what do we do for a little while? Was that square dancing? We did square. Oh, dancing. square
1: dancing! A friend invited us to do that. <laughs> that was that a, so weeks. much fun. Yeah. It was. I mean, I think I laughed every single time we went. I loved it. Yoga is one. Uh, swimming, hiking. So not everybody has access to hiking, but I want to tell you guys about a hike that we did recently, and I might have talked about it in recent episodes. We went to Caprock Canyon. About five, six hours away from where we live in Texas, mm-hmm. closer to Amarillo, Texas. you want to share more about that experience?
0: That was a great time. And gosh, I, I enjoyed it so much. Uh, it was, you know, it served multiple blue zone living things for me, um, getting out in nature and managing stress and, uh, and, but, you know, kind of, uh, but also we got a lot of good exercise or physical activity because we like to hike. Um, so we went to Palo Duro Canyon I, I and Caprock uh, Canyons State Park. Uh, they're both close to each other and they're both close to Amarillo. And uh, uh, you know, for those of you who are, are listeners in the local area and in Texas, I would encourage you to check those out because it's amazing. Uh, Palo Duro Canyon is the second largest canyon in the United States. Uh, behind the Grand Canyon, that's who knew, right? I didn't know. And I grew up in Texas.
1: I love every time we get out and explore these areas, I fall in love with Texas even more. It's so different than the city life that we're used to.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and so that's a five or six hour drive there uh, from Dallas. Uh, But, you know, you don't have to go so far. There's plenty of hiking So for us, for example, you look up hiking in Dallas, and there's multiple trails here in the area where you can go for a hike. Mm
1: -hmm. And it is getting caught. We have a friend who did an evening hike not long ago, and it might have been like 45 minutes north of us. And she took an entire group, and that's just, and you know what? It was not structured. It's not something she planned ahead of time because her, her job has these awkward hours. But she took advantage of that time, that window she had, and did almost like a full moon evening hike which I thought was really cool oh we want to remind you again that every third Saturday we meet as part of Walk with the Doc so we'll put a link we always want to just remind you if you're listening for the first time that we do walk with our community to encourage natural movement and community
0: yeah and we have a WhatsApp group for the walkers uh, and specifically for the walkers so that we can communicate and I would encourage you if you're one of our walkers to join that group uh, and that way we can uh, talk about Confirm the time or if there's a change or something like that.
1: That's right. All right, friends. So embracing natural movement is a powerful way to improve your physical and mental health while aligning with the Blue Zone community's wisdom. By incorporating regular physical activity into your daily life through natural movements, you can experience the numerous benefits of increased vitality, improved mood, and enhanced longevity. In our next episode of the Blue Zones Lifestyle Series, we will explore the vital role of nutrition for nurturing a fulfilling and healthy life. Stay tuned as we continue our journey towards a holistic and thriving lifestyle inspired by the Blue Zones. Goodbye. Thanks again for listening, friends. You've been listening to the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions podcast with your host, Maya Acosta. If you've enjoyed this content, please share with one friend who can benefit. You can also leave us a five-star review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash HLS. This helps us to spread our message. As always, thank you for being a listener.